kind of just slipped my mind, man. UFC 274 just came up on me. It's it's heading. It's um coming up this weekend. This upcoming weekend, it'll be here Saturday. Um, what is it? May? I don't know. Sixth, the fifth, something Saturday. Uh, but yeah, it's coming up, and I am very excited. And that's what we are going to discuss here in episode 363 of BD4. Let's get to it, guys. This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win! Yankees win! Alright, what is happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 363 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yankees every series, Knicks every game, and MMA on the weekends. And in fact, this episode, as you can tell by the title of this episode, 363, we are doing some MMA. We're going to cover um, UFC 274, do a little preview of that upcoming event, which takes place this Saturday, upcoming Saturday. Uh, as I am recording, it is Monday, May 2nd. As you are listening, it should be Monday or Tuesday, May 3rd. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> um, the Yankees just picked up a victory tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays, and we will have our usual series recap as soon as that series concludes. But um, it was an impressive victory for the Bombers in Game 1. Uh, Jordan Montgomery looked great. He had one bad inning when he failed to get the shutdown in the 4th. Outside of that, he was great. Um, the bats were quiet a little bit. Had a tough time against uh, Blue Jay pitching. Granted, uh, was it Ross Stripling? Pretty good pitcher, and their pen held it down. But Glaber Torres coming up clutch at the end. And um, we're not here to talk Yankees, though, in this episode. As I said, we're going to talk some UFC. So, MMA Saturday, UFC 274 preview for this episode tonight. Or today, whenever it is you are listening to this. But I am your host, RJ Carbone. Welcome to the podcast, and um, if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the show, download all these episodes, whatever platform you do usually download them on. Can't speak right now, speaking too fast. Um, sometimes i got to slow my roll. What, three years in? You figured I'd get that by now? <sighs> yeah, I think it's three years coming up in the summer of podcasting for me. It was June or July. I think it was June three years ago. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun event. Um, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can also do that too. You know where to find me. Um, and um, yeah, so I figured we'd get right into this episode. I um, Actually, you know what's funny? Hold on real quick. Let me just pull up this screen here, get everything set up. Um I didn't even know this. It kind of crept up on me this year. Happy holidays. It's May 2nd. Happy holidays. Today is the 11-year 
anniversary of when uh, Rob O'Neill and his crew of Navy SEALs took down Osama Bin Laden. Um, that's crazy. I still remember that night, my mom coming into my room and telling me, until waking up my brother and I, and this was like huge news. And um, of course, and it's just awesome to, to know that um, this is something that, I don't know, I'm trying to find the right word to describe how awesome wasn't the right word, but it, it's so refreshing to have that off our back because this this was a guy who was the most wanted for years and years and years, obviously after 2001, um, and they finally got him. And then just every every single year, I think about that day I found out, and I actually follow Rob O'Neill, the Navy SEAL who committed the actual act. Um, on Instagram, he's a great follow. He's pretty funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he's, I read, I have his book. I read most of it. I still have to finish it. I'm not a great, I'm not a reader, but I, it is a very good book. Um, you know, that, that really explains SEAL Team 6 and, um, you know, the training heading up to it and everything. It's really, really good. He does an excellent job in that book. Um. What is it called again? I should probably plug it. Because he deserves the respect. Yeah, it's The Operator. It's The Operator. That's what it is. It's on the bookshelf up there. Um, Like me plugging it on this crappy podcast is going to get it anymore. Is going to get any more, any more buys because nobody listens to this shit anyway. But it's great. Um, Anyways... Let's talk UFC. Let's not waste any further of your time. Let's head to our first break. When we get back, we'll start the show with the NYY, NYK, question, MMA question of the day. Fucking still do that. Let's, let's do that again. When we get back, we'll begin the show with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. And then we'll jump right into the actual episode from there. Stay with us. We... We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, episode 363 of the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yankees every series, Knicks every games, MMA on the weekend. I said every games, didn't I? Um, 
Let's talk about it, man, because this is something that is really exciting. The top half, we're going to talk about the few fights that I want to talk about. I'm not going to go over the entire card. We're going to talk about mainly the main card and the the fights, mostly the fights later on in the main card, which is going to make this event. So we're going to get to that, but let's start off with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day first to warm up our brains. It's time! All right. So for episode 363 here, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. Who did Stipe Miocic defeat in UFC 203 to defend the heavyweight belt? Who did Stipe Miocic defeat in UFC 203 to defend the heavyweight belt? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me at. And if you get the answer correct, I'll give you uh, I'll give your you know social media handle. Maybe you got a podcast you want me to shout out, uh, a blog, anything you want me to shout out, I will give a shout out if you get the answer correct. Um, if you don't get it correct, but you, know, you at least attempt to guess the answer, well, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode, 364. So one last time, who did Stipe Miocic defeat in UFC 203 to defend the heavyweight belt? Let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about this uh Heck of an upcoming event we've got here uh, Saturday. So, I think the first, it might be the first fight on the main card. You got Cowboy Cerrone, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, going up against Joe Lozon. These are, you know, two very highly respected veterans of the fight game. Um... Now, Cowboy lost his last fight. I think he's on a five-fight losing streak at the moment, if I'm correct. He, you know, he was beaten up and dominated pretty badly in his last fight. But he is losing to some tough competition. You know, he's had to fight over his last five. Tony Ferguson, who's also on the card. Justin Gaethje, who's also on the card. Conor McGregor. Uh, Anthony Pettis. You know, and a few other guys. Those aren't easy names. Um, and, and they weren't, you know... The thing is, though, they weren't just losses. They were... I think four of those five losses were finishes. He's also 39 years old. Cowboy is. This is going to be his 55th fight. So he spent a lot of minutes cage fighting in the octagon he hasn't won since May of 2019 when he was on that three fight win streak remember he beat Mike Perry then he went on to beat a couple other guys who I can't remember off the top of my head right now um, but at the same time you know Joe Lozon hasn't fought in a little bit it's been like geez, it's been two years maybe more so he too is kind of nearing his end. These are two fighters who very well could retire soon. Maybe after this one. So you know, I understand that it's a matchup that many fans, many fight fans would have loved to see both of them 
doing their prime instead. But you can make a case that now both of them are kind of at the end of their careers, so they're both a little closer together in terms of you know their talent at this point. So that could make for a better fight. I actually think that this fight, you know, this may sound crazy. Considering all of that, I actually do believe that this fight, this Cowboy Cerrone, Joe Lozon fight, because of all that, has potential to be a sleeper for fight of the night. Again, two guys who are on their way out. So that could very well mean they leave everything they have out on the octagon Saturday night. There's a very good chance that this could be a blood fest, a war. I would not be surprised if this was a late third round TKO or KO or even goes to a decision. It has potential to be an absolute war. I'm telling you, don't forget about this fight. Don't sleep on it. Don't miss it. Don't do what you're planning on doing and then you'll get back for the last three fights of the card. Stay tuned and try to watch this fight because this could end up being a really, really good one. Usually when you have guys like this at their end, they go off on each other. We've seen it a lot. Most recently, oh man, it was a few fight. Uh, was it a fight? It was a few fight nights ago, I think. It was um, Matt Brown. That Matt Brown fight. Another good example of that. So, yeah, it, it could definitely be a great fight. Cowboys going back to lightweight here. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't know who's gonna win. You know, I know Cowboys. You know, notoriously a slow starter. You know, notoriously a slow starter. He kind of makes adjustments later on in the later rounds. Uh, we've seen him stop a few takedowns, and that's kind of how he uses uses that as a jump sh- a jump starter to get into his own rhythm. Um, but on the flip side, Joe Lozon is a very fast starter. He gets off to very quick starts, and he's gonna put a lot of pressure on you from the get go. If Joe is two in, I think it's in a first round finish. If not, this will go to Cowboy late or by decision. Um, but speaking of a potential war, okay? Speaking of a potential war, Slugfest, I think it's the third to last fight on this card, is the Michael Chandler Tony Ferguson fight. This one, obviously this is the the obvious pick for fight of the night. A lot of people are expecting this to be fireworks. Uh, Tony Ferguson, 38 years old, maybe near his exit. You know, he has lost his last three fights, getting beaten up pretty badly of late. Obviously, we know about his incredible durability and mental fortitude. Um, you know, and he's lost to some tough competition as well. Uh, Benil Daryush, Charles Oliveira. Justin Gaethje, you know, been a bit exposed in his grapple game lately, especially for a guy who's been talking about how he's so tough to take down lately. Before that, obviously, Tony Ferguson has, you know, has the resume. He was on an incredible, what was it, a 15-in-1 stretch. You know, the last two wins for Tony, uh, I think, came against Pettis and Cowboy Cerrone in 2018, then in 2019. But yeah, this is a guy who could very well win it though. He's actually favored, which I don't I don't want to be rude and say shocked me, but I don't know. I feel like Joe uh, or Michael Chandler was the obvious. I thought he would be favored. Um, but Tony's a guy with excellent kickboxing. He's a good boxer. 
period. He's got a hell of a chin. I know he leaves it high, a bit exposed at times, but he's a hell of a chin. He's going to take it. He moves very well. Good conditioning. He's got a strong wrestling background, so he can take it to the ground. Um, Although, you know, lately he's had trouble there. Um, But Chandler on the other end, great, very explosive striker. You know, we witnessed that in the war against Justin Gaethje. That was a hell of a fight. Maybe, you know, the fight of the year for many was, I think, in one fight of the year. Um, But he's also a great wrestler. He's been wrestling since he was five years old. Michael Chandler has. Uh, But for him, and I like Chandler. I do. I'm a big Michael Chandler fan. I follow him on Instagram. I like what he's got. I like the motivational shit. Um, He's got to start winning some UFC fights, man. He's got it. He gets a ton of hype, rightly so. I get it. You know, he's had the success at Bellator, some strike force wins. But you got to get one here if you're him, right? I think you have one win and two or three losses in the UFC already. I want to say two. And again, he too has fought some tough fighters. As soon as he entered the UFC, he got some tough competition. I think in his last 16 months, he's fought three really, really tough fighters. So, it's going to be four. So, this could very well end up being a a war as well. You know, this could be definitely living up to the hype that it's getting. One thing I do say is that I wish it was was a five-rounder. And not a three-rounder. But I guess, you know, for both of their health, <laughs> that's probably the best idea to keep this one at three. If you're Dana. Um, so that one I'm looking forward to. And then you get to the co-main event. The strawweight title bout. Between Thug Rose Namajunas and Carla Espinosa. I'm excited for this. Um, see, so count how many times I say that. Because I'm going to say it a couple of times. I, I can't. It just pops into my head because, like, it's such a common name. It's not Espinosa. It's not Esperanza. It's Carla Esperanza. It is Esperanza. It's I I I say Espinosa way too much. <laughs> I gotta cut that down. Doug Rose Nama Yunus going up against Carla Esperanza. This is for the title for the strawweight title. Rose once again going to defend the title. Or attempt to. And you all know, if you follow my, you know, MMA episodes. Hold on. Sorry, we, we, uh, I thought we were about to crash for a second. Um, for those of you who, you know, follow me, follow the podcast and listen to the MMA episodes, I'm a huge fan of Rosama Yudas. Her first fight versus uh, Zhang Wiley. Awesome. It was actually that was actually one of the first pay-per-view events, um, if not the first pay-per-view event with fans back into the venues post-COVID. So it was just extra loud, extra electric, as you can imagine. And I was watching this on TV. I can only imagine how awesome how how much fireworks were in that venue 
um, the atmosphere just must have been stupid. <laughs> the emotions during that fight, after that fight, is something I will never forget. As soon as she gets the win, you could see the emotion just running through her body. And then you get to the post-fight Octagon interview when Rose Namajunas is interviewed by Joe. And Rogan's, Rogan's up there crying. Rose is crying. It was, it was an amazing moment. Oh, man. I just, I, would, I, I watched that whole fight. I watched that interview after. I watched the whole sequence a number of times. A number of times that night while I was in bed. I came home from my buddies down the street. I watch it with my pal down the street, and I came home. I watched the fight again. I watched the interview again. I just watched for, to see the fans' reaction. It was it was a special special night. So that's when I became a fan of her because I hadn't heard of her before that. Remember, this was when I was fairly new to UFC. I hopped on in 2020. I I'm a big fan of Rose. She's a very humble fighter. At the same time, she's got confidence in herself, and that's what you want. Her second fight against, um, I'm going to try, I hope, hopefully I pronounced her name correctly a couple seconds ago. Her second fight against uh, Zhang Wali. It was a different fight. This one was definitely different. It wasn't a finish, but she got the win. Rose got the win by decision, and she still looked great. So she's now on a three-fight win streak. She's got an excellent resume underneath her at the UFC. She's beaten Joanna, as Kobe likes to call her, Joanna No Paycheck, which just, it might just be my favorite nickname from Kobe, is, is uh, Joanna No Paycheck. <laughs> it's so fucked up, but it's hilarious. She's beaten Joanna twice. She's beaten Tisha Torres, Paige Van Zandt. Um, she's bounced back against Jessica Andrade already. So I think if she takes this one and bounces back against Esparza, it's Esparza, isn't it? I've said like three different names already, haven't I? It's I believe it's Carla Esparza. Let's just call her Carla for, for the sake of not making a fool out of myself further. Um, so if she takes this one and bounces back against Carla, who, remember, Nama Yunus lost her first UFC fight to Carla, then, I mean, I think it's pretty clear she becomes the top pound-for-pound strawweight fighter we've seen in women's MMA. I think it becomes solidified that she's ahead of Joanna, Carla, Claudia, um, and Jessica. And Carla's a great wrestler. She's gonna give her. She's gonna give it a make it a tough fight. You know, she displayed a, a great ground and pound game her last fight. So maybe she's got a chance there. But I have a lot of confidence in Rose. I get more confidence in Rose Namajunas each time I watch her. Uh, granted, I've only seen her live twice, uh, both against Wei Li. Um, but I, I am going to pull for her, and I hope that she uh, I hope she goes out there and does her thing, man, because she's such an easy fighter to root for. She's one of my favorite fighters in MMA. Um, she's up there with you know Valentina, being one of my favorites, Holly Holm. Um, I like watching. Who else do I like watching? Colby Covington is 
one of my favorite fighters. Rose Namajunas is probably right up there, if not at the top. Um, so that that's going to be a fun one. That's that's for a title. So that's a five round co made event. Obviously, Rose defending her title against Carla. Want to talk about the main event, guys? I do. I want to talk about this main event we got coming up this weekend to top it all off, which I expect to be fun. It's gonna it's gonna be great. So we'll talk about it first. We're gonna have to break really quickly. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Uh, to say I'm not excited for this is a joke, and to say I'm excited for this is a massive understatement. Um, the uh, the main event for UFC 274 this Saturday is going to be a banger, I believe. The lightweight title bout here between Justin Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira, Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Something I'm so excited for. Justin obviously coming off that epic war uh, that we talked about with Michael Chandler, which he somehow took. <laughs> and we know about Justin, right? He is as violent as any fighter out there. He's super quick. He's tough as nails. And he's he's just a winner. He's 23-3. and three. I mean, I, I think if Justin's going to win this, it's to be on his feet. 
Uh, maybe he drops Charles in the first round. Charles has been hit early before. I think that's probably the best route for Justin. Avoid going to the ground. Avoid, you know, entering Oliveira's home. Because Charles is favored, rightly so. The man has had an incredible turnaround. You know, he starts out his career just 9-8 and eight with a no contest in there. He was finished in seven of those losses. Really could have been eight of those losses if the ref didn't miss the tap versus Paul Felder. Actually, he got knocked out anyway, so it wasn't finished. But that would have been four submissions slash taps early on in his career. Um, but then, after that Felder loss, he admits that he was overpowered in that fight. And what does Charles do? He puts on muscle. And he has been on a remarkable journey since. He is now on a 10-fight win streak since then. Currently the belt holder at light heavyweight. Pursuing his dreams. He's the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt in the fight game right now, no question. And six of his last 10 wins have been have come via submission. And he's beaten up on household names, man. High-profile guys. Clay Guida, Jim Miller, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier. So I think if Justin lets this go to the ground, because remember, Justin has had trouble with BJJ before, this could definitely go to Charles Dubronx Oliveira. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, <clears throat> damn. Now, don't get me wrong, because I don't want to make it sound like Justin can't wrestle. Justin can wrestle. He's got the brute, the brute strength to bang on the ground. But specifically, you know, BJJ is a bit different. Charles has those jujitsu specifics, the leverage technique. The you know he's got the he's a submission artist from top position, bottom position. He can get you. He's got the articulation, the timing. He's just perfected his craft to a T so well when it comes to jujitsu. He's great in the clinch. Also throwing elbows, throwing knees. And let's not remember, let's not forget, rather, you know, on the flip, you talk about Justin on his feet. Charles has a pretty overlooked left hook. It's very powerful. So this fight might not, I know I know Justin's uh, the underdog and Charles is the heavy favorite here, but it might not be, like, yeah, you, 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 we've seen crazier things happen. I feel like Justin's getting overlooked a little here. Um, now that said, we're going to get to my parlay because, you know, as much as my heart wants Justin to win, and as much as I think he has a better shot than people think, I do have my final opinion on that fight. And I want to get to it with RJ's parlay. We're going to go over our parlay that we got for Saturday night. When we return from break, stay with us. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to BD4. You are listening to episode 363 of the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Let's get to, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up with RJ's parlay. I'm going to let you know my picks for Saturday night. Let's get to it. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night. Because that is how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Now tonight's big parlay. We got a four pick parlay on this upcoming MMA event on this upcoming UFC 274 event on Saturday. Four pick parlay coming up here. So I took the over two and a half rounds in the three round fight between Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I went over two and a half rounds. I think. Like I said, it's going to be a battle and definitely going to go into the third. Too tough for me to pick a clear winner to that. I'm rooting for Cowboy. I like Cowboy. I respect him. I just don't know enough to put money on it. Um, So I have that going over two and a half rounds. And the other three picks are money line picks. I've got Michael Chandler on the money line versus Tony Ferguson. I think he gets it done. I don't know which way. I just think he gets it done. I think Rose, it'll probably be a decision. I think Rose Namajunas takes the money line against Carla. I think Carla Sparza loses the second time against Rose. A lot later in Rose's career. I think she's way more um, versatile and more, she's better. She's just better all around. And then lastly, I've got Charles Dubronx Oliveira taking the money line. Unfortunately, as much as I love, I like Dubronx a lot. And I don't want to say unfortunately because I want to see him win. I, I kind of like both fighters the same. So versus Justin Gaethje. I do think Gaethje loses. Um but I, I think it's a closer fight than people think. But that's it. That's a four-pick parlay. And the odds, looking pretty good if I cash. Plus six, ten odds. So it's a good one. And it doesn't seem like that's crazy. It doesn't seem like all four of those um, won't hit. Like I think it's a very good chance that the four legs there cash. Um, obviously that's why I did the bet, but, um, things can change and, and, you know, one of those things can mess it up for the rest, but that's it. That's RJ's parlay for this episode. And that's the episode guys. I I hope you enjoyed episode 363. Just a little bit of a preview, nothing crazy, just, you know, a few takes on a few things. And, um, 
I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for UFC 274 to come up. Also, let's not forget the Ultimate Fighter. Before we wrap this up, let's talk about the Ultimate Fighter. Season 30. Season 30 of the Ultimate Fighter starts tomorrow. And technically, it starts today as you are listening. May 3rd. Juliana the Goat Slayer Pena. Coaching up against Amanda Nunes. It's going to be awesome. Obviously, these two fought, what was it, back in December with the big upset. You could tell Pena was a little bit in Amanda's head. Out the gate, Amanda just didn't look the same. She was a bit sluggish, and Pena jumped on it. She got the KO, the stoppage, banging her on the ground, and that was it. Uh, pause. Um, so I'm excited for this season. I, I am. A lot of people are disappointed. They're always going to be. They're miserable on the internet comment sections. But I'm excited. I think this is a hell of a... How could you be disappointed? This was literally the one of the biggest upsets, if not the biggest upset of all time in MMA. I mean, it was huge. You can't be upset at that. Right? The Kobe, Jorge thing, whatever. I get it. But that's, that's in the past. You cannot not be excited for this, though. This is going to be fun. And there are some hot prospects, too. In this season. There are some hot prospects. I was looking at the list on ESPN. Uh, this kid Hederman. Heiderman. Somebody with an 11 second TKO finish. Uh, there's this prospect. Eduardo Perez. Perez or Perez. Who trains with DC. And trained with Cain Velasquez. Um, this guy. Uh, Bartling. Six pro bouts. And he's finished every one of them. He's 6-0. There's some woman from uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing. We got Kamaru Usman's younger brother, Muhammad, as a prospect in this season. Definitely going to be looking out for that kid. There's some woman in there from Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, one of Curtis Blade's training partners is in this series is in this season. You've got Chandler Cole from the PFL. In this season of tough. Um, you got some 43 year old. From season 2 of the Ultimate Fighter. I don't. <laughs> a complete name change too. It was interesting to read. Um, so yeah. I mean it, there's a lot of prospects to look out for. Some interesting. Storylines to follow. Um, you know this this fight. The actual Amanda versus Juliana fight. Which will come at the end of the very end of the season. I'm hoping it's on the same card as the John Jones, Stipe, Miocic card. You know, John making his heavyweight debut against Stipe. The long, very much anticipated return of John Jones, who many consider the greatest. It would be something. It would be something else to have both of those fights on the same pay-per-view card. I know John Jones, it was initially set for July, but um, I, I think he's, he said that Stipe wanted to push it back. Annoying, very annoying. Um, but if it ends up to where John Jones is fighting on the same card as Amanda and Pena, 
I mean, that's 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 absolutely amazing. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. In the summer, a little sooner, we've got UFC London. Last time, not long ago, it was very electric. Very electric. I mean, I think every single fight was intense. I think there was a finish. Um, all but just a couple of fights. I mean, it was amazing. This time, it's set for July. Uh, they've already scheduled Till versus Hermanson to be on that card. That was added in the other day. I'm a big Darren Till fan. Jack Hermanson coming off a loss against Sean Strickland. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to. But um, first and foremost, well, actually, the Ultimate Fighter starts tomorrow. Then we're going to get to UFC 274. But a lot, a lot coming up for the UFC. Good things, big things, and uh, I'm very excited for it all. Very, very excited. Thrilled. So I'm going to head out. I'm going to watch the rest of this Dallas Mavericks-Phoenix Suns game because I've got some money on it. Um, this isn't a featured parlay of the night, but I will read it for those who give a shit. And I, obviously, as you are listening to the show, um, this parlay has already happened. Um, as I'm speaking, it currently has not. The game's currently on. I've got Phoenix Suns money line. I've got the over on 215.5. I've got Devin Booker to score at least 20. Aiton to grab at least 8 rebounds. Chris Paul to assist at least 8. Um, and then I've got, in the other game, parlayed in this one, I had Philly um, alternate spread that hit. And then I had Philly and the Heat hitting the over alternate 194.5 that hit. So... One, two, three, four, five left from this current Dallas Phoenix game, and if they hit, then I'll hit my seven pick parlay, and which was a uh, plus four eighty six. So that'd be nice. That'd be very nice. So uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all who have tuned into the show, and um, I'll see you in the next one. This is UFC. UFC. This is episode three sixty three of BD four. I'm your host RJ Carbone. Look forward to it, folks. Hope you're tuning in because I'm definitely going to tune in because I know it's going to be a banger. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm 